but it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. You get a free child's play, free your sticky stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole, Ole! Welcome to the All-Star Break edition. It is officially the All-Star Break. Has this... Oh, well, I guess before I start asking questions, we could like introduce the show and stuff. Um, welcome to episode, I think it's episode 17. That's great. That's great. That's, cra- that's it's, it's, that it's, that's, it feels low, but it also is kind of impressive that we've made it to 16 or 17, whichever one it is. I don't know. Uh, I am one of your co-hosts, James Gasco. With me, as always, is MC, run PMC, Patrick McClellan. How are you doing? Please never call me that again. I'm doing great. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) This episode, as always, is brought to you by the wonderful Bravado Spice. I'm wearing my shirt again, and maybe I've just been wearing it this entire week. (laughs) But uh, it's awesome. I don't know. I haven't gotten to send you yours yet, but basically it just lists all of their flavors in the different colors going down a black t-shirt, and it says Bravado Spice at the bottom. It's pretty dope. It's a cool shirt. I am I am currently shirtless, uh, mainly mainly because I. <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, well, because the Astros won, but and that's sort of a thing. Um, but I'm in a hotel in San Antonio, uh, and the air conditioner is so loud while I'm recording that I tr- I turned the AC off. So it's 175 degrees in here, uh, and and but such is my dedication to Lima Time Time that I'm sitting in a hotel in San Antonio with no air conditioning right now. So that's ridiculous. So donate some money to us, please. Uh, rate well, rate us compensating. I'm a good, nice, like 67. You, you really? Yeah. I keep it really cold. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love, I love a cold hotel room, but it's so loud. Like it would, it would be all over the recording. So as soon as the re- we're done here, I'm turning that sucker back on, but I'm, I'm not, uh, I, yeah, I'll, I'll take a cold hotel room, but I also want a clean recorded show. So, so this one, uh, go go to Bravado Spice. I feel like Patrick's the one who always yeah, I would like anything. He's uh yeah, Patrick's the one who always says nice things about Bravado. Um, I will say nice things about Bravado Spice as well. Their their hot sauces are wonderful. I tried the pickles. I, I still don't like pickles, but that's that. Of all the pickles I've ever had, the, the their pickles are the best. So go to Roboto Spice, order some stuff from them, and uh, and and just freaking do it. So help us out. Uh, also, it should be noted that we're sort of at the whims. Yeah, do that or else we we, we are, yeah we're at the we're at the whims of the hotel Wi-Fi here. So if the audio is bad, just bear with us. We'll we'll figure it out. Um, so sorry in advance for any audio issues, but it was either deal with it or wait a week, and we didn't want to wait a week to record. So uh, Astros wrap up a a pretty nice little homestand. They they went five and two over the last week, which is pretty much what we wanted them to do when we recorded last Sunday night. How do you feel? Uh, I'm glad. To- that they edged out the the A's. I hate the A's. They're pests. They, they are just such pests to us. So it should have been better, but I'm very pleased, obviously. I, I just felt like it could have been better. It should have been, but that's okay. It's it's like I'm getting greedy now that they're playing good baseball. Yeah, I just wanted to win every game. Like I don't I don't understand why they can't just win every game. So they need to they need to work on that winning every game thing. So Literally every. Yeah, no slumps. No slumps. Yeah, that's a good. No slumps till October. Um, All right, so so let's before we all right before we take kind of a wider angle view of the 2016 season, uh, let's focus on the last week. Where does Luis Valbuena's walk off three run home run rank for you as far as terms of excitement in a regular season game? Um, excitement, 
it was just for, out of nowhere. It was it was amazing. I couldn't. It was I almost couldn't process it. And it was just the first pitch, and it was nobody was was ready. The announcers weren't ready. Nobody was ready, and it was just a bomb. And it was just very Valbuena esque uh, with the bat flip and all that. It was amazing. And Valbuena has been Val, Valbuena caught our crap uh, a, a lot in those early episodes in April because he and he was legitimately yeah he was legitimately terrible. So if you'll if you'll allow me a minute to to give you some stats. Uh, from the beginning of the season until May third, Valbuena, and that, so that's that's well over that's a month's worth of games. Like that's a decent chunk of the season. He hit one seventy five, two eighty eight, two thirty eight. Like he had a higher on base percentage than he had a slugging percentage. Four extra base hits. All right, from May fourth through yesterday's game. All right, we are not taking into account today's game because Baseball Reference doesn't update that quickly. Uh, but from May fourth through last night's game. Uh, or yesterday afternoon's game, Valbuena was hitting 301, 392, 559. Overall, he's hitting 269, 366, 478. That is that is unbelievable from Luis Valbuena. Like legitimately, like like unbelievable stats. So so to go from a 175, 288, 238 line. For a, for a month of the season, and then over the course of the past two months to hit 301, 392, 559. Overall, he's an 843, 844 OPS, something like that. Where, where, is, where is Luis Valbuena on your list of MVPs for the Astros' first half of the season? I think he's got to be at the top, right? I mean, at least in the discussion at the top. I have a few people that I'm... I'm Happy came through, but I think Valbuena. I mean, that kind of turnaround—that's peak Valbuena. You, can, it doesn't get any better than that. And I feel like that's who he was for the first month of the season last year. And he's kind of like flipped it, and it's worked out better for us. Instead of him shutting down and doing nothing, he's come on and doing it for a longer stretch. It seems, or is it about the same amount of time? No, it's a, it run w- last year. Uh, this is a longer stretch of of peak Valbuena than it was last year. So this and, he, is, and it's not just home runs. He's getting base, timely base hits, and he's hitting. He's hitting the ball over the field, and he's making contact. He's just a different. He's just a different player. Yeah, and he's drawing walks. Like that's new for for Luis Valbuena. I keep wanting to call him Jose Valbuena. I have no idea why, but for, I, I clearly I know his name is. Seems racist, but I'll with it. <laughs> um, so, but. It, you could sort of look, you know, about the time that the Astros season turned around was early May. So you can kind of make a case that Val, as the as Valbuena has gone, so have the Astros. That when he was terrible, the, and everybody was terrible in April. So I mean, it's not it's not all in Valbuena, but but Valbuena heating up kind of coincides with the Astros somehow managing right. to salvage the season. Uh, yeah, it was the uh, I, I'd say Springer, Al, well, uh, obviously Altuve, Valbuena resurgence. All three of those guys, like Springer, turned it on too. He was, I guess, he's been pretty consistent. Or did he have a slump there? He, I mean, he had a little bit of a slump. I mean, everyone, uh, even Val, even Altuve went over eighteen or something like that um, at one stretch in the season. So, I mean, it's it, it, yeah, which is ridiculous. Would, yeah, but with like no strikeouts, like you just that was just. I remember him being frustrated. Yeah, I remember being frustrated for some reason, and maybe he's just always frustrated on his at bats where he doesn't look well at the plate, or he went through just a rough week or something. But I just remember him struggling after he had that fast start and the couple. The grand slams early on, and then uh, I actually thought his batting average was higher than it than it is, even though he's had a hell of a, a first half of the season. Talking about George Springer, but um, yeah, Valbuena is definitely one of the reasons we are where we are right now, and, and it couldn't be any better considering the circumstances of uh, of, of April. Do you put any stock into into sort of the? I mean, Brian Kenny kind of pointed this out that that the Astros seasons turned around when they moved Springer to the leadoff spot. Do you put anything in that? Yeah, because with the DH, it just it, it's a the leadoff spot's not it's not an NL batting spot. It's an AL leadoff spot, which is different to me, especially the way the Astros lineup shakes out. And you've got Gomez hitting so low. 
you've got potential for Springer to drive people in because there's so many guys that are, can get on base. So it's, yeah, I, I think there's definitely a correlation between that. And even if it's a mental thing and just a switch up, I mean, Altuve's your best hitter. Hit him third. Shit. Yeah. Um, or has he been hitting second? He's, they've been they've, they've gone back and forth. He's hit third a couple times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's Hinch is being a little bit more flex, trying to kind of maximize maximize his bat. So, um, yeah, he's he's kind of bounced between two and three. Um, I like him in that three spot, especially with the way Springer's swinging the bat. But but he's he's a two he's a two hitter or a leadoff. And it helps that Correa has has remembered how to play baseball uh, again. So it took him a month to get to get going as well. So it's just a I mean right it's just a totally different team than what we than those bleak when we were just trying to talk everybody out of killing themselves um, <laughs> at the end of April. So it's it's a it's a fun team. It's completely different. Yeah, it was, yeah and they they are and they're finding ways to win. They're playing winning baseball, and that's something that we're not used to. Even when the team's good. Now we're doing stuff like the Valbuena walk-off, the win today, improbable Astro wins. And that's something that's not typical of, uh, of Astro's team. So that's something that even if it's just the A's, then it's a stroke of luck, whatever. They usually, the bounces don't go our way. And it seems like those wins kind of mount up and they turn into something. And, and it, they, they could be end up being pretty important. It's... Uh... Sort of, I mean, it, hmm, what was the point I was going to make? Oh, the, it's it sort of, it's almost like you, go, I, I, I look at this every, in April I dreaded the beginning of every game because I thought, oh crap, here we go, all right, I guess the Astros are playing. But now, you know, as a fan, I'm like, they're going to find a way to win this. Like, being on the team, surely there's an element like that they're just rattling off these wins uh, that, that starts to get in their head that they never, like, they, they're, the confidence level is totally different than it was in April watching them play. So it has to, if it, if it affects me watching them, it has to affect them playing the game. Definitely. And, and they almost did it yesterday. I mean, they almost did it again. Yeah. Really close. And, uh, and they're having fun. They're holding each other accountable. I, was it Valbuena or Gomez in the interview that was just like, yeah, well, Harris was bad. And we <laughs> just, We've got to pick each other up. I thought that was pretty cool it, it, that he like put his guy on blast, but like like that like he's a relief pitcher. Shit's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So but he said it in the interview like, yeah, he wasn't on his best today, and he wasn't. And they won that game. That that wasn't that's just that was just a great win for morale uh, going into the All Star break, and just overall, like you said, we don't get wins like that. That that was one of the craziest games I've seen. I know I'm going back to stuff we've already covered, but I was just thinking about it. Like of all games, yeah. No, that was. I mean, that many eight runs in the ninth. You think you've blown the game? You're up two point save. You blow or up three? Were we up three and then get down two? Yeah. So they score five and you come back and score three in the bottom of the ninth with a walk off three run home run. That's. I mean, that doesn't happen ever. No, no, it doesn't. Especially not with the Astros. So not not at all. It, it does not happen. Against us. Yeah, that, yeah exactly. Even then. No. So, yeah, it was incredible. And it, I jumped around like a kid, and I don't do that very, very often. I did when we beat the Yankees in the wild card game, and I, I just I haven't had that kind of excitement in a while. Yeah, no, I got naked. I I I don't know. I I don't even know what like came, my wife was like she she just kind of looked at me and she's like, "Why are you naked?" And I I had no I had no answer. I I had no idea why. I just it's like I blacked out and and when I came to, like I'd taken all my clothes off. Frank went streaking through the corridor. Yeah, whatever. Pretty pretty much. So I don't blame you. So the Astros are are now because the the Rangers have it's either over or it might as well be um the Astros provided that the Twins don't blow like an 11 run lead let me see where that game is it was 13 to 2 Twins um this is good planning on my part the, the Rangers are one of those asshole teams that will come back and win and win those games and it'll, it'll break your heart that's what that's what pisses me off about them so much is that yeah they've blown a lot but they've come back and won a bunch of games I thought they had lost yeah no that's true um yeah we'll talk about I, don't, I don't know the numbers 
on that. But I, I know people talk about how great they'd be if their bullpen was good, but they've come back and won a bunch of games that I'm like, oh, they're losing in the ninth, and then, oh, shit, they won. Yeah, typical. So the, the Twins... Yeah, I'm looking at... Are we both enough at the same time? Yeah, the Twins beat the Rangers 15-5. to <laughs> They're the, in their asses kicked. The 32 the and... Twi- the, the now 32 and twins 56 Twins. Yeah. Um, I think the Twins took that series. They, they did, and, and they had... Was it the Twins who had Cole Hamels on the... I mean, they, the Rangers won that game, but they, Cole Hamels was beat. Like, they're... they're they're doggy paddling, man. I think the, the Rangers... They can't feel good. No, and, and I was talking to my brother-in-law, the Benedict Arnold Rangers fan. He he and I were talking, and, and he said... And I, I asked him, I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing this to... I, I told him, I was like, I'm not doing this to piss you off, but are you nervous about the Astros? He goes, yes. He goes, the, the All-Star break could, could not come at a better time for the Rangers um, because they've just been scuffling. The annoying thing is... That and so the the lead is five and a half games. The Astros have managed to shave off. Uh, it was ten and a half. Now it's five and a half. They've That's been able right. to they've been able to do some real damage. But but overall, I mean, it's still a five and a half game deficit. Um, since getting this is I wanted to kind of bring to point this out that since getting swept by the Rangers the last time was that like May twenty second, twenty third, and twenty fourth. Since they got swept, since the Astros got swept by the Rangers, the Astros are are now thirty one and thirteen. That's that's insane. Like to be able to to put together a, a forty four game. That's a twenty five percent of the season that you're playing at a hundred and twenty five win pace. Oh, for sure. Essentially, so I'm real happy, but. Yeah. But you kind of still are. Do you do you now think that the division is in play? Oh, it absolutely is in play. Now, the the main factor being, can we beat them when it come when August comes? Um, but absolutely, yeah, they're they're beat up. They're not playing good. I mean, they're getting killed. The Red Sox would be. I mean, they're not they're not competing right now. Like they are playing really bad baseball, and they were playing insane baseball before before that. So that just goes to show you that anything can happen. So I don't know why we even bother doing this. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? There's no predictive no, quality. Well, it's funny because uh, when I was on uh, 103.7 The Game with Alan Michaels, after that that series, he actually asked me that question. was like, do you think getting swept by the Rangers is going to fuel the Astros and, and, and do a miraculous comeback? And I kind of joked and said, yeah, you know, that, of course it is. It's going to make them mad. And they're going to, you know, they were playing good that week or something. And it was still early on. And it turns out they're playing insane baseball. Yeah, they're they're 41 and 24 in, since May 1st. So after that 7 and 17 month of April, they're 41 and 24. Um, I'm with you. I think the Rangers can be caught. The thing that I'm concerned about is that the Rangers are going to pull off some trade like Cole Hamels again, and they're going to get Andrew Miller or Aroldis Chapman or someone to shore up their bullpen um, and just kind of keep their foot on on the gas. That's 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 what I as the team stand today. I feel confident that the Astros could that, that they can catch the Rangers again. They have nine games against each other left. So I mean, if they go one, yeah, in- it's interesting to see what we do because. It's over anyway. Um, yeah, and I, I'm with you. I'm, you can almost guarantee that the Rangers are going to do that. They have to sew up that bullpen. That's a must for them. Um, that's why I'm interested to see what we do. Do we stand pat and keep charging at them, or do well, what we do go you, out and get somebody? What do you What do you want to see them do? I, I want a, I want another quality starter, and I don't know why. I just that, that's what I want. All right. I, I want an ace. I, 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 and I want a, I want an ace. I don't know. I want. Give me Chris Sale. Give me Chris Sale pitching one. Move Keuchel to two, and then where the where, there it is. Would Would you trade Alex Bregman for Chris Sale? Fuck. Oh. That is very difficult. <laughs> Because I, uh, 
Uh, I don't know the answer. No. 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 And the only reason is Bregman's been so insane coming up. He's like like the natural, you know? Like, I I just, I have to see what he can do. I feel like he could be legendary. I I just want him to have a shot. But God, you've got to consider it. You can't just, like, completely dismiss that if the White Sox call and say Bregman for sale. Chris Sale is a legitimate ace. See, I think it would be. I think it would that's, be. That, who is major league talent? So, like, that's. What do you think? I, I, I don't. I, I, if it was Bregman for sale, then I think, I think they do it. But you know, I mean, Sale is a legitimate is top of the rotation. It's going to be Sale plus Francis Martes plus Joe Musgrove. It's it's going to be three or four players for for Chris Sale. So it's it's. I don't think we do that deal with the, all those guys. That's like all of our best prospects for. Yeah, I know, but see, that's the thing that we're going to have to. What okay? What if we sent McCullers and then like Martez, Marte, or and uh, I'm just trying to think of hypotheticals where I don't have to give up Bregman. <laughs> you try to give them quali- uh, quantity instead of like the best quality. Well, like Lance McCullers isn't the worst person to get back. I think he has legitimate stuff to be an ace one day, and I, I want him to be one for us. I'm just trying to avoid giving them our farm, and you, and you think you think the same way I do. You hate giving up prospects. I but hate Chris it. Sale is a legit number one, and I think Keuchel has peaked, and I think he's a great number two. And if Keuchel is number two and doesn't have the pressure all on him, and we've got a legit ace like Sale, I think that takes this team to a whole different like tier of of uh, competitiveness. Yeah, and I think I, I think that it would mm, it would have to. I, I think, think I think Sale's in play. I think Sale is a like I, this isn't. He's a guy that the White Sox suck. Like I don't know what where they stand on him, but I don't think that it's like the craziest thing that he might be on the table. Like that's somebody that might be available. The the White Sox are currently forty five and forty three, seven games behind the. They're seven games behind the Indians. They're four and a half games out of the okay, then, second then wild card. For sale. I, they must have gone on a run. They were really bad a couple weeks ago, and there was talk that Chris Sale might be uh, on the sell side of the of the block, but I think they're too close to to do that. I yeah, I think especially because the I mean between the White Sox and uh, I don't know that any I don't know that an AL Central team can catch the Indians because the Indians are playing like one of the they're they're one of the best they are and I'm not not it's easy to say that when they're at the top of the standings but they are one of the best teams in baseball. I don't know that they can that that anyone's going to catch the Indians, but they're only a half game behind Detroit. I, I, I agree. No. So, so I think I think you're I think they're now it's it's what three weeks to the trading deadline like I think something like if they just implode yeah, after yeah, the All Star break too close he's not if if they implode after the All Star break then I could see them possibly moving sale but four and a half games is nothing and they're only two and a half back of the Astros that's what's I mean that's, yeah no no yeah I that I didn't know it was that close. Um, yeah, no, I would completely throw him off the table now that now that you've brought that up. But, I, they, but they must have been playing good baseball for the last month or so because I, I do remember conversations of them, them being out of it when the Indians were running away with it and they were just like, oh, we're done. Is Chris Sale going to be on the block? And it was all hypothetical stuff. But, yeah, with, with them being over 500, no, hell no. No. But it, it it at least gives us a baseline of of kind of what to expect in because I, I mean you look at the teams that are out of it and you've got Minnesota's out of it the Rays you know they've got some they've got some legit starting pitching that they have a demonstrated history of being willing to move pitchers for prospects in a continual rebuild um, so I Matt agree. I know Matt Moore has been thrown around the Rangers could be interested in Matt Moore because of course the Rangers are interested in Matt Moore but. I don't necessarily want any of the Angels pitchers. I don't want any of the, you know, the A's kind of do this every three or four years where they rebuild. Like, I don't see, and I'm looking just American League here. I mean, if we can, Julio Tehran from Atlanta, you know, the, maybe the Braves would be willing to move him. I don't, but at least we know, like, look. The only, it, trick, 
Why don't we trick? Uh, oh, Jake, uh, Arietta, he's done. He's he's melted down. He's melting down. Just give us Arietta for nothing. That's right. For the memory of Mark Appel. That's a joke. So, because it was the. But he has kind of yeah. But he has kind of melted down lately. Maybe we could do some like pull the Keiko move on and be like, yeah, he's done. He's peaked. That last <laughs> year was it. Arietta's nothing now. He's nothing. We'll take them for next to nothing. More like Jake Ariola, am I right? Ah, uh, but Ariola's rule. Yeah, the. On what, let's not get away from this. Let's move on. Uh, nipples for the win. The uh, so, but I think we we have a baseline where any if you're if you're trying to acquire a Chris Sale type of pitcher, you need to be ready for that trade to hurt. Uh, and to and I mean, you look at what the Astros gave up for Scott Casimir. And to have someone to, and he was. God, you hate that trade so much. I really do, especially because well, Daniel Mendez. of course, and yeah, of course you do. I kind of. Yeah, hate, I, I agree. I know, but it's funny how much you bring it up. You really hate that. I kind of hated it at the time. I know you did, but but yeah, I, I especially hate it now, especially with Daniel Mengden pitching for the A's, and he's pitched well, and he has a cool mustache, and he's from Texas. So I hate it. <laughs> um. But I mean, any trade, any trade like that is going to absolutely—it's it's, going to hurt. So that's something that we need to be—we as fans need to be mentally, sort of mentally prepared for. Can I just like annoy Astros Twitter real quick? Uh, but Norris J A Happ. That's it. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> J A fucking Happ. He's like thirteen and two or something. We're fucking ridiculous. Like yeah. three, I think. What's something like that? I I do not understand his career trajectory at all. Like the I the weirdest fucking thing of all time, right? I, like he I, I don't get it either. It's it's almost I, I wish my internet wasn't screwy and we weren't on like a slippery slope already. I'd <laughs> love to just look at what he's done. Roller coaster just but that's I guess you can have a fluke twenty win season. I mean Colin McHugh. Yeah. Dallas Geigel. Colin, yeah. He's not in that conversation. No, no, he is not. No, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't get. And like when Jay, when he was traded, like I was like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. Like I, I am not. I don't. I don't even give that trade a second thought. Right, and and Bud Norris had flashes of brilliance. So Bud Norris isn't like it's not like a crazy surprise that he's filled in for Kershaw and pitched well. Like I'm not. He wasn't the greatest sometimes, but but Norris looked like a fucking beast every now and again. You'd be like, wait a second. Yeah, and he, but he's a douche. Oh yeah, but so is everybody. Yeah, everyone's a douche. That's true. Um, all right. So All Star Game. Do you give two craps about the All Star Game? Yeah. Now we have to. Oh, I see. Yeah. With the I mean, like, uh, no. But yeah, because we are now in the playoff hunt, and I would like the chance, given some miracle we win the pennant, I want that seventh game. So uh, yeah, it ended up working. I don't like it, but it's still kind of cool. I know that's hypocritical and contradictory and whatever (laughs) else you want to throw in there, but it does mean something. It's a real game with the best players. It's kind of cool. And I hated it for a long time, but I've come around on it. What do you think? I'm sort of in this. I mean, I don't know. I, I the think home derby's the gimmick, right? So, but like a real game, like the best pitchers against the best players facing off in a game that means something with them playing hard and managing to win. I think that's pretty fucking cool. No other sport does that. It's not an, it's not a, it's not a, NBA alley oop game. It's not the uh, Pro Bowl, which is an absolute fucking joke. Yeah, it's kind of cool, and nobody else does it. I guess my issue, if if it's going to matter that much, then I don't want the fans to be any part of who is on the team. The fans didn't do that bad of a job, though. If you go look at the rosters, well, and I'm and I'm, I'm bringing the this. Fans up. Are, the fans are smarter than you think. I, I don't like the Kansas City bullshit that they pull. Yeah. Um. And I'm, we can, I know one of our talking points is the Saunders Springer thing. Um, not happy about that either. That was very unfair, I feel. I think it was but rigged. Like a fucking going up against a country. Are you kidding me? 
Yeah, it was, uh, and they won't release like the numbers. Like I, it's, that's I'm a, what I wanted to see. I was really proud of Astros Twitter, and I tweeted tweeted this a bunch. Like we went hard, and I think we gave them a run for their money. Like if when they released that colored map of the voting, all almost all of Texas was was orange for Springer. It wasn't like we own the state, and uh, Kinsler was on that list, and I was impressed with that. And, uh, I mean, he was he was their pick. I mean, he had the best wins above replacement. Uh, I, I don't know. I, and, and Michael Saunders ha- is having a better year than like, – he's a, he deserves to be an all-star. I just don't – of course I don't like it because I wanted Springer to get – Oh, he, Michael Saunders is great. He just can't fucking play in the field. He had – what was his – was it negative eight, uh, whatever the fuck that stat is? The, <laughs> the – uh, Run, the save, the run, save. Are we breaking up? Yeah. Uh, no, no, we're good. Um – yeah, he's all, he's all right. I just damn you technology. Stupid, stupid. Damn tech. you! The fact that we can't be well, one of us can't be in Houston and one of us in San Antonio and get talk to each other over the air with stupid. Get better technology. Um. No, so I, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I don't know. I just. Yeah, I guess they did an all right job. I just. I don't. I don't trust. Are you pe- there? Just- I don't trust people in general. So anytime that the the public gets to make a decision, like I automatically assume no. it's going to be terrible because our country is full of idiots. And I I did the text vote. I I got I made a joke and then got le- legitimately nervous about my joke. Uh, that like what if the dude from what if the dude running the MLB Twitter account like told people to text the number to the Red Cross and every time you voted for Springer you like you got ten bucks added to your cell phone bill. Like I stopped, I joked about that, and then I stopped doing it because I was legitimately nervous that my cell phone bill is going to be like twenty two grand this year, this month. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I I lit up the uh, the text as well as the the tweets too. So yeah, that would be great for the Red Cross. Bad for me. <laughs> give the Red General. Cross. Give the Red Cross another chance. And to you can't really say shit. You can't be like, hey, hey, Red Cross. Uh, <laughs> let them. Let them. Let them squander millions more dollars uh, that have been donated by the My public. PlayStation Network bill is going to decline now. It's <laughs> like I can't like call them and say that. <laughs> Give me my money back. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to go eat a steak tonight. Bullshit. <laughs> uh, and, and no, I, I agree. I, I think since it means something, I, I think the uh, the manager should have full roster control. And then, how do you feel about that? Every team gets at least one All Star. Do you feel, do you think that needs to go in a game that matters as um, much as it does? I I used to, but now that it matters, no. Because if you have a team of trash, like I don't need like good trash. And I guess the I don't need like a, a broken sixty inch plasma. You know. <laughs> I guess, and, and there is a way to check because I mean I remember in like two thousand twelve. Uh, Jason Castro was the Astros' lone All-Star representative, and and whoever was managing the the team, I can't, I should, I could probably put it together, but whoever was managing the team just didn't play him. Like he just didn't play. And I guess I guess that's an option. Yeah, but see, it's just that uh, just a waste of a spot. Um, good, great for him to get to go and have that in his career biography or the shit you want to call it. But uh, he was having a good year. He deserved to go. He really did. Yeah, no, he was he was deserving as the lone as the lone Astros representative. Like, I mean, are you putting Castro in the All Star game? Like, honestly, I and mean, I and I'm not even hating on him anymore. He's had a great resurgence. JSD, we're good now. <laughs> Y'all made amends. So um, it's come through enough. Just a quick All Star story. My, it's my. I'm. I'm gonna. I have to be here for work uh, in San Antonio, and and tomorrow is my daughter's fourth birthday, and I, I'm not gonna get to be there. We uh, so we had a party Saturday or whatever. But um, the night that that my wife went into labor was the night of the of the 2012 All Star game, and um, 2012. Yeah, 2012 All Star game, and like she was like laying in the bed just in labor like struggling through it and I I was sitting there and it was like 7:30 and nothing was happening and I was like can I put on the can I put on the All-Star game and the look that I got was it, it was very clear that no it was not acceptable for me to watch the All-Star game while my wife was in the process of delivering our child 
So that's my, that's the only oh, thing. she was like, she, had to live, she was in labor. She was in, like, we were in the hospital. Uh, you were waiting for, like, the, like, for her to dilate or whatever the fuck, to get real technical with it. So, like, yeah, yeah I, I support both of you on that one. That was my thing. Like, if, if, like, my daughter's about to, like, come on out, then no, I'm not going to yeah, stop it. You're going to it off, right. You're not going to be like, hold on, let me see if I get the double play here. It was clear that it was going to, it was going to take a very long, and so, like, that Ulster, the Ulster game started at 7 or whatever it was, and, and our daughter wasn't born until, like, 12.45 the following afternoon, so I totally could have watched yeah. the game. So, that's my... That's yeah, but see, they have uh, carte blanche on, uh, on that. Um, I will say that the, uh, I, I guess it was, was it the 2005 All-Star game that was here when we won the pennant? Was it, or was it 2004? It was 04. Okay. So we were in the NLCS. Um, one of the coolest experiences, I, I got to go to the home run derby and the All-Star game and it was amazing. That's awesome. Especially the Berkman uh, thing. Uh, a lot cooler than I thought it would be. And maybe just cause it was at home and you know, all the Astro greats and, all that stuff, but it was, uh, the energy was just, it was just a really, you felt like you were at a big event, and, and even then it didn't mean shit, it was just a, whatever. Yeah. So I don't know if it, like, it, I feel like they're doing, they're like trying to keep ratings up with the fans and all this stuff, and then make it mean something too, like they're not committing to either side, and that's what bothers me about it, is that if it means the World Series, like, hosting the World Series, and that that's pretty fucking important. Uh, so don't make it a gimmick. Text as many times as you want, or tweet. And you know, yeah, so whatever. And if you're, if you're, and there's no way around this part. But if you, if you're a starting, if you're the ace of your pitching staff, and you pitch on Sunday, if you pitch today, like you're not gonna, you're not gonna factor into the All Star game. So there's that. But there's, I don't know if you make the game Wednesday. I don't know. I don't know how you fix nope. that, but. But that's sort of a, a, I don't know. I feel like I'm just nitpicking. I just don't, I don't know. I'm, just, I'm complaining for no real good reason, which is fine. Well, see, I, I think they should shorten spring training, uh, start the season a, a couple weeks early, and then extend the break to maybe a, a really a full, full week, like a, like a 10-day type thing. That's interesting. Or, or like a full seven. Like you end on Sunday and then you start the next Monday. Is that what they do now? I think I think the Astros play Friday night. Is it a full week. So they they play today and they're off again until I think they're off until see, yeah, Friday. See, I, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd start the season just a little bit earlier and give them a, an absolute full week and play that all. See, but see, then you're fucking over the teams if you play the All Star game late in the week. So really. There's no, there's not a good way to do it. Either way, somebody is. Yeah. Not saying they get hurt or anything. It's just there's no right way to do it. But, um, but I've come, like I said, I've come around on it. It's, I'm gonna watch it because we're in the hunt. If if now if we sucked, absolutely not. I'm not watching that. Yeah. If you're not in the hunt for the pennant and it doesn't mean anything to you, then who gives a shit? I may watch the home run derby for the hell of it. See, I can watch like the watch the rookie. I like watching the the home run derby for me is like candy you watch corn. The rookie game, or is that too baseball? Nerd? No, I don't, what's was it today or is it tomorrow? I don't know, but I, I, I really don't know. That's how I'm paying attention to anything. the The home run derby for me is like candy corn. Like I can eat, I can eat all the candy corn in the world for like a minute and a half, and then I never want to eat candy corn again. I, I can watch the home run derby for 30 minutes, and then I just can't, uh, I don't know. Or, or I, what I might do is watch it on mute, because I cannot stand Chris Berman. So I don't want, I, I think part of my hatred for the home run derby is more tied to my hatred of Chris oh, Berman. Okay. No, true. So I need to, I'll try watching it on mute, see if that helps. Yeah, all of your uh, hatred. Yeah, and and you know the way it's formatted, the finals is always the worst because they're so tired they can't hit. So like a guy will hit like thirty five home runs in the semifinal round and then lose the home run derby, and he's hit thirty seven more than the other guy. But since he tired out before, it's just kind of, it's just stupid. But it's so 
still fun to watch, and it's fun to see the players get stoked. That's what I like about it. And they get to wear those cool gimmicky uniforms <laughs> Yeah, that they don't wear in the game. So I kind of like that, too. I'm a uniform guy. I wish that there was like a skills a, a skills competition. Like, can you hit a target on the field? Can you throw like have a have a race? Like, have Billy Hamilton run a, against somebody, a horse or a jaguar or something like that? Or can you throw can you throw the ball from the from center field like a, the old like Tom Amansky, Fred McGriff like the skills? Can you throw a ball into a trash can from center field from deep center field? Like I want to see crap like that. I want to see if you're going to gimmick it up, then shorten the home run derby and then have have like a throwing competition or or something like that. I don't know. Like sort of like how hockey does like can you hit the targets on the on the goal? Like I'd like to see some element of that where like an overall skill where you can have some of the guys that aren't in the home run derby that are still all-stars. They can do something to be a part of it. And just kind of switch it up a little bit. I don't know. Have you been talking that whole time? <laughs> yeah, not really. Yeah, because I I've been been talking too, and it's just been cutting in and out. So I'm, I, there's no telling what ha- happened. I, I talked for like two minutes straight, and then it just cut out. So there's no telling. It sounded it sounded all right. Oh, so you heard me through all that because I was I, I said the Lord's name in vain once, and then I okay. <laughs> I think I did. I think I heard you. Maybe we're that's how. Uh, I'm getting like I'm getting I'm getting notifications that we're getting cut off from Skype saying it's too low and we're trying to reconnect like it's not and then I can't hear anything so I don't when you come back talking it's like okay cool he's doing the soliloquy thing so <laughs> if you just don't hear me just talk a lot and I'll come back eventually yeah and I'm just hoping this episode is savable because I, I like what we're talking about no I think it's I think we're good and I'm not even going to edit this we, the people can they can hear us so we're good they can they can all yeah wear it so not paying anything for it sorry to bombard you with free cool content if it's really shitty we can do one later in the week if we're both free if we're both free we 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 might be able to do that anyway but no we're good yeah yeah we've been bad we didn't hold our promise about the uh the off nights so we we maybe owe them a bonus episode or two maybe get a guest on Ooh, we got some good guests lined up oh yeah you guys don't even know so and we're working on and we're working on scheduling. Like I'm, I'm putting effort. We're 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 like making effort here, doing research into like background, and we've got some good ones planned. So those are those are going to be coming. It's going to be a good time. It's 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 so much. I I really enjoy how the 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 mood of the, each episode reflects how the Astros performed over the last week. So it should. Yeah. No, because no one wants to be no. The Astros they go one in five in a week, and you get two dudes like talking about how awesome things are. Like that's not that's not accurate. So I'm I'm pleased. I will say it, it, it is less it is less funny when they're good. Like I can't. I'm more laid back, but I'm like not as funny when I'm when I'm angry. Like I'm ready to go. I need jokes. That that's how I like process anger. Yes, yes. No, that's true. Being a comedian, I, so like now that everything's good, I'm like talking straight baseball and people are waiting for me to curse and say something <laughs> terrible and I just don't do it. <laughs> the, I've, been, I've been good. I've been saving it for the radio though. I've been, I've been dropping gems on, on the Alan Michael show. Yeah, no, we're, we're, we are the Kings of Southwest Louisiana. I love that guy. Like I love his show. I hope he gets, gets to keep it forever. We are Kings though. We, we do run Louisiana. It's, it's, it's ours. Like it's a, we, they pay us for protection. It's, we're legit in Southwest Louisiana. It's funny cause I texted him after my parents last week and you know, I have the witch streak where I try to bring up some form of witch craft or voodoo each week just to get it in there. Yes. And I had forgot that he actually, he kept the witch streak, witch streak alive. And I was like, dude. <laughs> Thanks for keeping that witch streak alive. It means a lot, and he like gets it. You know, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> he understands how important that is to me as a person. It, like, we got to keep talking about witches. <laughs> In your personal like standings, it's got a seven W. Except instead of wins, it stands for witches. So, and I did admit to murder on last episode, which is you know maybe not the best time to to, to do that. It's but risky. That's okay. That well, that was before like our country went to hell. So because you're on Tuesdays, so I think that was. Yeah, that was a little bit before everything fell apart. So, I don't know. 
It's a cool show. So so if you're in southwestern Louisiana, and looking at our stats, we do have a, a decent number of listeners from the Lafayette area. You should definitely check out. I, they stream online and all that. So you should definitely check out the Alan Michael Show if you if, if you are unsatisfied with Houston sports radio, which I don't listen to. So do you listen? I, I do a lot. But um, they also, uh, they're great about chopping up the segments uh, on SoundCloud. So if you go to 103.7 The Game on SoundCloud, if you listen to us on SoundCloud, you can just go click on James Yasko, click on Patrick McClellan and see our 12-minute segment or whatever. Um, But I would suggest just listening to the whole show. He's like into wrestling and like, makes up conspiracy theories for sports. It's just a cool show. He's just a great dude. Good show. Love the producer Cody. He says the same thing to me every week, and I love it. <laughs> it's a very centering. Like it's a way I center myself. He's like, "Hey Pat, how you doing? Got Alan Michaels. It's gonna be a minute and a half, and then I just listen to commercials." It's like, "All right, cool." <laughs> hey, there was a uh, not a, maybe an accord, an accordion, something very Cajun this week. Uh, we were talking last time about waiting for something very Louisiana in their commercials. Yeah, there was one playing Zydeco, Zydeco music, so uh, I got one. I went through a really weird, I went through a really weird phase in high school where I was super into Zydeco music. That's fucking really weird, by the way. <laughs> like, and I remember was that before, like after you were planning your school shooting? <laughs> you might be surprised to find out that I didn't have a girlfriend at the time. Um, some there's something about Zydeco music that doesn't exactly appeal to girls in Pasadena. I don't know. Yeah, they don't like those weird washboard things. I, that, but I, there are still like I can still sing Jolie Blonde, uh, which is a very famous Zydeco. Like it was, I went, I was a weird kid. It's amazing I got married. <laughs> I had to, I had to pull. So, so what's your, what's your intro music? Do you have intro music? The same intro music. Yeah, he's been playing Possum King for me. Oh, that's, uh, that's right. That's right, that's right. Which is fucking awesome. I didn't ask him to do it, which makes it even cooler. So it's like, I I didn't do that. Yeah, no, and that's that's phenomenal. Mine is uh, Beastie Boys Root Down, which is my favorite Beastie Ooh, Boys. That's, that's good. Yeah, see, I would, um, I'd like the rocks, like guitar solo intro music. Like, if I got to pick, it'd be like a badass, like a Pink Floyd guitar solo, like a David Gilmore, like uh, the outro to comfortably numb or something like that yeah but but going with the possum king and possum themes i i I love i love what he did with the with the toadies and that was one of my favorite songs in college so yeah yeah i know i love that i love that song so and and root down and and i didn't ask him i just he he just played it because i remember complaining that i didn't have that you had intro music and i didn't i know and and then he popped up with root down he popped up with uh, go ahead sorry I cut you we, off. I was just saying, and then we make fun of you for being a sabermetrician. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a fun bit. I I, I like to, I like y'all. I like to let y'all have that. I don't I don't get upset. So well, no, I feel like Twitter's been doing that too. It's like all the sabermetrics. So it's uh, but see, I I am I'm genuinely interested in that stuff. So I actually like it. So it's really fake on my part when I'm making fun of it. I just don't <laughs> understand all of it in the depths of like the analytics guys do. I understand what the stats mean and uh, what they are and how to apply them. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of with you. I remember I bought like, it was like 2005, 2006 or something like that when like baseball prospectus published baseball behind the numbers. And it was sort of like how they get their formulas and what they mean. And, and it was so over my head. I just, it's easy to get, I think the reason people hate it is because they don't understand the math and no one likes to, no one wants to spend time understanding math unless you're super dedicated. And I don't think there are that many people. So I think all of your like crotchety ass old baseball writers, they don't want to have to go back and look at the math. And, and so that's why they dismiss it. So, and right, it's funny cause it, but it's so hypocritical because it's always been about the numbers and math. So digging in deeper is just doing the same thing they've always done. It's always been, an average and numbers game. So it, it's just funny that there are camps in this. But um, what I was going to say is I do own Bill James' historical baseball abstract, and I have read it. So, uh, and I got mad at, I think I got mad at Bagwell. I don't think he was kind to Bagwell, if I, if I recall correctly. But I liked, I just liked hearing the reasoning and the math behind 
what his rankings were, you know? Yeah. What smart fucking dude that guy is. Or is he dead? This was. I don't no, know. He's, he's still alive. He's, did, he's haunting the world. Did alive you, or dead. <laughs> did you see that it was like in, it was like 20 years ago or something that, that Bill James predicted that Donald Trump would make a run at president? Jesus Christ. My Lord and Savior. Again. <laughs> um... No, me and JC have a. He knows that I don't mean it. We've talked about this. Um, yeah, it's not really in vain. Even though it's in vain, it's not in vain. Um, that's that's really not that insane. I now that I think about it, I looking back, like you can kind of you can kind of see that, right? I mean, I mean, especially like late eighty late eighties, early nineties, Trump was a very before Celebrity Apprentice, like, the very guy that would run for president type guy. Yeah. But still, that's insane. So I'm sorry, sorry to shit on your awesome fact that you just threw out there. That's no, I really just think again, that, that Bill, Bill James is, I, I don't understand him. So, but I think. Nobody does. Like, he's like, uh, he's the oracle. He's, he's totally the oracle. <laughs> that's exactly what he is. And then you get, like, the young ass good-looking Theo Epstein come in and fucking change the Red Sox. It's just so, it's just cool. I I don't care. You can say it nerdy and all that stuff, and it's uh, it's not straight baseball. Yes, it is. Yeah, no. You always, oh, a, a guy is can't hit the slider. What do they throw to Biggio? Low and away, slider, swing and miss every fucking time. Yeah. Like, it's always been sabermetrics. It's just not, it didn't have a name, and it wasn't, like, as in depth as it is now, and I, and I just I, I love war, and I love there's a bunch of cool new ones that like mean something. They're, it's not just making up shit for the sake of making up shit. No, yeah, it's it's and it's a it's a, just a, a new sort of a new way to interpret baseball, and it's not. Would you? Go Sorry, I mean interrupt you. Go ahead, finish. No, the, the, I mean it, it, it's it's not so much changing the game as I mean it's, it's changed the game, but. It's just using information in, in a different way. And I, I have a hard time understanding why people get so pissed off at, at trying to understand a game that you like better. Right. Uh, exactly. I, what I was going to say is how interested would you be, and, and I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway, is if they did hard knocks, because it makes sense for baseball too, and you got to see what they're talking about behind the scenes and like real life baseball. I've I've never watched a minute of of Hard Knocks because I fucking love it. It's amazing. You get the cursing, you get the real talk, you get the it, it's it's amazing. You should watch it, even if you're not a football fan, just to see how it works. It's it's amazing. So to see like the baseball perspective, especially with sabermetrics and prospects and how the game works, I would be very interested. Even hockey had something similar. I remember. I would love to see just a uh, baseball is so big on their image, and, and I don't think they would do it because they're old school. But uh, I would love to see it. Yeah, and I really the being Liverpool was that Fox Soccer or Fox Sports or oh yeah NBC that was badass. that was Liverpool that right was, yeah that was I I'm not a Liverpool fan Scout, but Scousers Scousers <laughs> I I don't I don't like Liverpool but but that was a really cool show so I absolutely. Maybe maybe I do need to watch Hard Knocks. I'll give it a shot. I'm yeah, all... they've been replaying the the Texans one recently. But just like seriously, just watch it. Just even just to see the the, the coaches cursing. Like, what the fuck were you doing right there? It's just <laughs> cool to see. Like, that's not. It's full access. Like, there's some stuff that the, they're you know they're not going to give away the playbook and shit. But you get to see how training camp is run, and I, I would love to see maybe a spring training one. You know, so you don't have to give up like yeah, prospect depth and like real planning stuff because I think that'd be the the stuff that I'd want to see and that you wouldn't be able to because they're not going to tell you what they're doing. Right, right. Because I think baseball is always there's always moving pieces. There's always deals on the table. I feel like there's it's always moving and we just don't see it. Oh yeah, I mean that's the and I think it's because baseball is such a it's such a long season and it's ever it's an everyday. I, I I don't know. Every now and then I think like, 
wonder I wonder what Jeff Luno is doing like right now, and he's probably just on the on the phone to another GM. Like I don't know I don't know why I think like he just because he's not the most present general manager. Um, like he doesn't have the the biggest he doesn't have the highest profile, and that's probably because like because there's this perception that he doesn't care about human emotions and the Astros front office a bunch of robot spreadsheet. You can't, but you but you know what you can't. Because they are assets, as terrible as it is, they're people. Of course, they have families, and I don't view them as assets. Yeah. But if you're running it as a business, they are 100 percent assets, and, and the way they're ranked, and I mean, they're stocks. Yeah, absolutely. And you're taking their futures, you know, uh, literally. So uh, you'd have to remove yourself emotionally to not feel like a shitty person for like ruining. You know, telling some guy he can't cut it, ruining dreams, sending some guy to some city he doesn't want to go to, it, it and for no fault of his, could be a great player that could have been a superstar for your team, but it's like, eh, sorry, you got to go to fucking Pittsburgh. <laughs> Not that they're, they're, well, they're good now, so that reference isn't funny, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You got to go to Milwaukee, which we send people. We love uh, to send people to Milwaukee. So, yeah, but I just think that'd be interesting. That I was would, off topic, and I know we had notes. And no, we we motored through those. Um, I am on episode five of Game of Thrones, season one. How are you? How, how are you liking it? Are you coming along? I like it. I don't. Get, I don't get to watch it as much as as probably I I would like to. Um, but yeah, season one, episode five. I like Ned Stark, and I'm looking forward to many more seasons of Ned Stark. Hilarious. Um, are you over? Are you overwhelmed by the characters? That 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 was my big problem, and I eventually got over it. And once I figured out who everybody was, it's a whole different show because you don't you're not like who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> the only not no, I've I've managed to keep them straight. So because I mean, there's a lot of moving parts, and the books are like that too. So George R. R. Martin writes his books like the show is shot so it's it'll be like aria is a chapter and then it'll jump to you know cersei and so it's the show is very similar especially early on is dead on with the books and only this season did they stray because he didn't finish the book so um it's real uh, in line with with the books and it's 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 fucking great man i i want to get the sort of deal where where i get paid tons of money for books that i haven't written yet that's a goal, life goal. So yeah, like the the, the advance, the all elusive advance. Yeah, yeah. No one's lining up to to pay me a million dollars for my book on Andrew Jackson's trip to New England in eighteen thirty three. <laughs> but you know what? You write three Game of Thrones like that, and it's the biggest show in the world. You can literally just like lay on your cash and be like, "Yeah, I'll get around to it." <laughs> Trust me, dude. I got it. So. And, there was a, without giving you any spoilers. There was a character that everybody loved, and uh, on the finale of this past season, and he tweeted out, "Oh, you like uh, Lady Mormont?" Noted. <laughs> just because he likes to kill off characters. Yeah. I just thought that was classic trolling because he hadn't <laughs> written the book yet, and it's just like, "Oh, I see you guys love this character." Noted. And that's all he said. And I was just like, that was "Badass." That's yeah. That's, that's like that's like writer. Like he's like the thug life of writing. That's right. Just carrying his nuts in a wheelbarrow. Okay, so before we close out, what uh, what are your predictions for the second half? I uh, realistically, not ideally. Um, I cannot take credit for this. Uh, there is a, a one of the followers on Astros County. He's a sports a sports guy out in South Carolina. Um, okay, and and he tweeted at me that yeah, this is all a good run, and I'm I'm pulling up the schedule so that I can get this right. Um, but where this season is going to be decided will be September 2nd to the 14th. And because, I mean, if you look at, at what the Astros have coming out of the break, it's Seattle and Oakland again, the Angels, thank God, uh, the Yankees come back, the Tigers. Then you've got, you've got a pretty important seven-game seven stretch at the beginning of August. So four with Toronto, three with Texas, Okay. And then it's it's just sort of a regular schedule, but September starting September second, the Astros have four series at Arlington, at Cleveland, at home to the Cubs, and at home yep. to the Rangers. Oh, that's twelve games in twelve days against 
three uh, again, uh, twelve games against three different teams, all of which are are leading their division. So, right. so I think that the Astros. I what I hope is that the, the this four day break doesn't cool them off. Yeah, that's what's that's the. It's funny. Yeah, it, it, you like. Oh, the, what we have to do is uh, go in sizzling in the break and close that gap and be on fire but it literally could be the worst thing for a ball club at the same time yeah you know like like a team like the rangers like they're probably really like my brother-in-law said like they're really excited satanic church right now so they're not really thinking about baseball (laughs) they're worshiping the actual devil right now (laughs) the literal devil they're there's they're in a pentagram and Cole Hamels has his wife sacrificed, like in some bondage gear. Like it's really bad up there. <laughs> it's it's yeah. No, I I believe that. I fully believe that. But no. Okay, go on. Sorry. No. So, but so I think that you know the Astros will do pretty well. You know they're gonna they're not gonna be able to keep up a, a thirty one and thirteen streak for the rest of the, for the rest of the season. So what? They're they're gonna they're gonna slip here and there. You know, there's going to be another rough patch down the road, but. But that's September second to the fourteenth. That's that's I'm already nervous about. I'm giving myself two months to be nervous about one twelve game stretch. Okay, so I no, I completely agree with that. So then, what sucks is that coming out of the break, I'd love for them to be as on fire as they can be to have some leeway going into September. Yeah, uh, um, because th- those are those are winnable series, and that's where you need. to take care of business and get this down to either winning the division or, or, or even. And then, uh, you know what? Fuck it. If you can't go beat the best teams in baseball, then why? I mean, it's part of the game. We did it at the beginning of the year and it wasn't good, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, I mean you've got to play them. You got to, I mean, if you want to win the world series, you got to and go in the playoffs. You got to beat these teams NL or not. So, and I the Cubs are imploding by the way. So I'm not really worried about them. Fuck them. So what are you? What are you? What do you think? What are, what's your outlook? I I honestly think the Rangers hold us off and we run away with the the wild card. Okay. But all I, I mean, think that they, they I think they keep us at bay. Like it stays around where it is now, five, four, six games, and I, I'd like to catch them. Ideally, I'm. This is just a, I'm just throwing this out there, out there, and I think the, the way the rules are playing, not too great. Um, I think we run away and get that first wild card spot. Yeah, and the the thing with the wild card is that you know, there are three teams, like I mean, three AL East teams that are right there, and one of them is obviously going to win the division. But what you want to see is the Red Sox, Blue Jays, and Orioles all just kind of beat the hell out of each other, beat and, up on each other, which, which they do, and they all play each other really well and know each other really well. That's the been the history of that division. So yeah. A hundred percent with that, um, and then yeah, Cleveland runs away with the Central. Um, yeah, I, we can catch the Rangers and we can beat them. I'm just, uh, I'm not going to predict it. I just, I, I those for different reasons for many different reasons. Those tears would be so salty and delicious that it, it it would be a dream come true. Oh baby, I'm rooting for it. Believe that. Yeah. I'm just, I'm not going to predict it, and I'm. Just for many different purposes, it could be witchcraft. It could be uh, not jinxing. Yeah, I'm not predicting that we win a division. It doesn't mean that we won't, or that I don't want that to happen. I like it. I think we're in, we're in good shape. I like what the internet ended up doing for the last forty minutes of the show. That it could have done the whole show and made it a lot better because this was a really good, good, good talk. We covered a lot of stuff. Well, we had our we had our April stretch there in the middle where we questioned. <laughs> we, yeah, we got we had middle April somehow. Just, <laughs> like I, listening back, I, I I'm very interested to see what just. There's no telling because I'm like cursing and as you disappear on some of them, <laughs> on it just tells me you're gone and I can't hear you. So I'm just mumbling like like Christopher Lloyd and Back to the Future into the microphone. <laughs> Great Scott. <laughs> so we'll see what uh, happens with that. So happy All Star break! Uh, enjoy enjoy four days without Astros baseball. Um, hug your loved ones. Read for pleasure. Order some and, stuff. And, and maybe, maybe bonus episode? Question mark. We're not we're not going to commit to anything. Yeah, but we might get the itch and want to just drop one on you. Yeah, I'm here till Thursday. So my especially if we have a especially if we have a guest. 
my evenings are free on a, to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday night. So, so we can do Me. it. I am too. So, all right. Cool. Yeah. Good show. Good job, Astros. Hey, uh, Astros, you guys rule. We love you. Uh, listen to the show. Don't die. But it's one thing I love more than getting my pitch over the plate. And that is getting over this plate in Casa Ole. It's like a fiesta in Casa Ole. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Get a free child's play, put your sticker stuff from any Astros game. Casa Ole, fresh today, every day. Casa Ole.